0: What in the hell has happened to the Minnesota Vikings? A team that many picked to be uh, contending for the top spot in the NFC North. And even in the NFC, it has all gone awry. Phil Mackey, score north in the Twin Cities, now joining us. And you can find him on Twitter, at Phil Mackey. Phil, what the hell has gone wrong over there? Listen, you frame it as if
1: something has gone wrong. And you frame it as if, the wheels are off the wagon. I frame it as a brilliant attempt to tank for Trevor, to fail for Fields, put a couple guys on the COVID list, put a couple guys on injury reserve. <laughs> oh, look, all these injuries. Looks like we're going to have to pack it up and go 3-13 and and draft the quarterback of the next 10 years. That's the lens through which I prefer to view the season, Bill.
0: Uh okay, you know what? And and if you get Trevor Lawrence, I think uh then there is a legitimate play in the uh, <laughs> NFC North for a long time to come. I love Trevor Lawrence and what he brings to the table. So I I don't think I I'm not as big a Justin Fields fan, but Trevor Lawrence I am. He's a he's a good pocket passer. He's got some good wheels, but more so he's very very smart, so I don't think he can go wrong there. So is is that the lens in which you're looking through now that this is just one big masterful play for uh Trevor Lawrence?
1: Well, that's that might be the the delusional way that I'm looking at it, but it, I think the the saddest part about this is that the Vikings went into the season thinking, hey, our Super Bowl window is still open. This might be a little bit of a transition year because of the rookie cornerbacks, but like their intention, especially with a seventh playoff spot in each conference, their intention was to go nine nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, and so they are trying to win. I mean, you look at some of these other teams that are. You know, in the same neighborhood, record-wise, that are actively trying to lose football games right now to get that quarterback. Just know that the Vikings are one and five, and they are trying like hell to win every single game to this point. Um, And and to answer your question, what went wrong? Well, Kirk Cousins is having his worst year as a pro. Um, The defense is without now without two pass rushers because they just traded Unique Ngakwe, and uh, and they're and they're not only are they rocking rookie cornerbacks all season, but they've got they've got three of their young cornerbacks out. And so they're literally just putting random guys out in that secondary against Aaron bleeping Rogers this weekend. So um, I, I'm not really seeing a path to victory for the Vikings.
0: How much buyer's remorse is there when it comes to Kirk Cousins? So much. <laughs> so, and hmm.
1: it's, it's not as much about the first contract because I will actually defend the 2018 signing of Kirk Cousins in free agency are coming off an NFC championship game appearance. Um, Case Keenum was a great one-year story, but I think we all looked at that as sort of smoke and mirrors. And you know, in his performances since he left the Vikings, have, have sort of indicated that he's a backup who had a good pop-up year. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't ready yet physically to be a starting quarterback, and so they needed a starting quarterback to go along with a team that was still trying to win a Super Bowl. And as is the problem with a lot of teams in the NFL, there's really no middle class of quarterback salary, and so the problem is. When you bring in Kirk Cousins and you pay him like a top-five quarterback, it takes away from your ability to build out the rest of your roster, and and he's just unable to rise above any sort of adversity. You need a perfect offensive line, a great running game, and a great defense to give him the best chance to win. And that's fine if he's making $5 million and he wants to be a game manager, but if he's going to be one of the six highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, you can't win enough games doing it that way.
0: The wide receiving core has certainly taken shape, and the fact that you got a rookie over there that is just kind of setting the world on fire, at least you've got some future when it comes to your weaponry, right?
1: Yeah, Justin Jefferson's incredible, and I legitimately think you know just watching some of the other great young receivers around the NFL, if you look at guys under the age of 24 right now, there's a lot of – DK Metcalf, DJ Moore in Carolina. I think Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in the league under the age of 24 right now. And I actually think he's the best wide receiver on the team right now, which is saying something because Adam Thielen is probably one of the top 12 or 15 receivers in the NFL. But um, he he makes plays in the slot. He makes plays outside. I just looked this up according to Pro Football Focus this morning for Purple Daily. Uh, Justin Jefferson leads the NFL in uh, – I'm sorry, he's second in the NFL in deep passing yard uh, reception yardage, which means when they throw deep to him – he makes more plays than almost anybody in the NFL, and he kind of reminds you of Randy Moss in some ways and what Moss was doing in the late 90s, uh, but he's but he's certainly better than most of the other first-round pick wide receivers the Vikings have whipped on the last, like, 20 years.
0: The uh, defense, uh, it's, to me, this team has always been about the defense supporting the offense, and if you don't have the defense to do it, it's it's you're seeing it now. It's somewhat of a lost cause. The erosion of that defense over the years, how far away are they from getting back to – the Everson Griffins, the Bars, the Xavier Rhodes. I mean, you had smashers over there, and piece by piece, yeah. it's been kind of picked apart.
1: Yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I still believe Mike Zimmer is a wonderful defensive mind, but uh, you know, but he's the chess player, and you need chess pieces, and he just doesn't have chess pieces. He doesn't. You know, Daniel Hunter had season-ending neck surgery, mm-hmm. and hopefully, that's not something that threatens his career. Uh, Anthony Barr, who's actually underachieved the last couple of years, but he's out for the season. And then your cornerback, it's funny, Xavier Rhodes is actually having an amazing pop-back season with the Colts right now. But when you've got rookie cornerbacks and you've got two or three key in their prime guys on defense, I think Daniel Hunter's the best pass rusher in the NFL, and he's out. You can't really mold that piece of clay. Um, so um, it's, it's bad luck in some ways, and in other ways it's probably bad planning by the Vikings but this is what happens and and they're not constructed to overcome a down season defensively. It's a team that has to play from in front even with a $35 million quarterback.
0: Talking with uh, Phil Mackey of Score North in the Twin Cities joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. What when you look at the Packers the way they sit now, how do you look at the Packers outside looking in?
1: Uh, they're a great team. I so my I think my biggest question with Green Bay I I know that when they get out front and they take a lead, and and Rodgers gets it going in the first half, they run away with games. You saw it again last week. Um, if 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 the momentum is going and everything feels good, I think, and you guys have talked about this, and we and we duck in on the Green and Gold Post Game Show, and we love playing clips from callers and, and to make Vikings fans feel better. But I think I agree with the Packers fans who say. Listen, San Francisco punched you in the mouth a couple of times. That Buccaneers defense punched you in the mouth a couple of times. I think the final. Te- I think the Packers can win the Super Bowl. So I, w- I will say that flat out. I think the Packers can win the Super Bowl. But I think the question is, when they face great pass rushes, when they face great defenses, and they get punched in the mouth in the first half, do they have the ability to come back and fight and, and get into one of those grimy games? And I I think you could say that's that's one of the criticisms of Aaron Rodgers. Who again I think is one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. He's not the guy that's going to bring you back all the time from down by ten, down by twelve. And and can he change that part of his legacy? And can the Packers absorb punches? That's my take on Green Bay.
0: The uh, going back to Mike Zimmer is, you know, is I know Aaron Rodgers alluded to the fact that he doesn't think Mike should be on a hot seat. He really respects him. He loves the defenses he puts up against him. And he has been good. I mean, I go all the way back to when Zimmer was the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati and they came up with a couple of game plans against Aaron Rodgers and they were effective. I mean, he has always been good if he had the horses. So is his job in jeopardy? Does he have a hot seat?
1: I think he does. I mean, he just signed the contract extension. And so it's, I don't think it's a situation where he would get fired mid-season unless things really, really, like if there was like locker room uh, unrest or something. But I think the Vikings have to make a decision. If, if they have flipped the switch from a front office perspective to we need to find our quarterback of the future in the 2021 draft, then the question becomes, is Mike Zimmer the right head coach for the next five years to help develop that quarterback? Um, and I, I personally think the answer is probably no. And so that opens up a whole new door of speculation. I mean, there was rumors a year ago, uh, before the playoffs started that Mike Zimmer was going to be traded to the Cowboys in one of the rare head coach trades. I think that door could be open. I mean, look at Mike McCarthy and just the train wreck that's happening in Dallas right now. Could Jerry Jones, who loves Mike Zimmer, could, could there just be a mutually beneficial way for Mike Zimmer to move on, keep his head high. It's been a good run in Minnesota. Um, and then he moves on to Dallas, which needs all the defensive help that they can get. Um, I could see a scenario like that playing out. I don't think, I don't think the Vikings are just going to unceremoniously dump him on the streets. I think it would be more of a mutual parting of ways, because he's done a good job here.
0: Um, before I let you go, what is the expectation now for the remainder of the season? Is it to get close near five hundred, or, is it, or what, what is it? I mean, realistically.
1: I mean, obviously, like, Mike Zimmer's paid to win football games, and Kirk Cousins is going to try and win football games because he's also playing for future contracts. So the guys in the trenches are going to try and claw their way back with more home games in the second half of the season. But organizationally, I think you have to let football natural selection run its course, Bill. I mean, I I just don't – you're not going to make the playoffs at this point. You're not anywhere near the level of Green Bay or Chicago's defense. I think it would actually be a huge missed opportunity if they didn't lean into losing as many games as they possibly could. I think you just, you put young guys out there. And uh, if, you know, if, if Delvin Cook still has a groin issue, sit him for a couple extra weeks, there's ways that you can put young players on the field and go four and 12 or three and 13 um, and just sort of treat it like, you know, you remember the San Antonio Spurs the year before they drafted Tim Duncan, take a step back, to change your franchise. I, I think this is one of those rare opportunities for the Vikings. You don't train wreck very often to just aim for the 2021 draft. But, I, but I'm guessing Mike Zimmer's not in line with what I'm saying. So we'll see.
0: Right, uh, Phil, it's always a pleasure, pal. Appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes, and we will talk again soon down the road, okay? All right, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. There you go. Phil Mackey, score north in the Twin Cities, joining us for a couple of minutes, giving us the lowdown as to what's going on over there in, uh, in Minnesota.